0: week five comes to a close tonight in Kansas City as the Raiders visit the Chiefs for an AFC West clash. we'll get you ready for Monday night football throughout the next hour and plenty more to come from right there on that field including a live report moments away with Lisa Salters as well as Adam Schefter joining us the Chiefs seven point home favorites by the way as we welcome you welcome me here to NFL Live Marcus Spears Dan Orlovsky, Mina Kimes hey, y'all. Adam of course is with us as well and guys we got a lot to get to today Thank you for the tiny waves. Mm We're going to start, though, with breaking news. And for that, we go right to Adam Schefter. the latest out of Carolina. Adam, what can you tell us?
2: Laura, we have the first head coaching casualty of the 2022 season. Earlier this morning, the Carolina Panthers owner, David Tepper walked into the team's training facility, met with the head coach, Matt Rule, and informed him that the two sides would be parting ways after 38 games in which Matt Rule served as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. During that time, he had an 11-27 record. He walks away with four years left on his contract. And essentially, David Tepper got tired of the direction that the organization was moving in, the results that they had gotten recently. The team has struggled To come up with the starting quarterback, you see the offensive numbers this year, 29th in the NFL in points per game, 30th in QBR, 31st in third down percentage, and the worst passing touchdown to interception ratio in the league. All these numbers added up to the fact that David Tepper, who's speaking to the media right now in Charlotte, felt like he needed to make a change and so the Carolina Panthers are the first team that is making a change, appointing Steve Wilkes as the interim head coach. The former Arizona Cardinals head coach will have his first game in Los Angeles against the Rams on Sunday. And Matt Rule now obviously has been let set free and is free to go back to college football if he wants, going to TV. He'll have some options, but he can take his time with over $40 million owed to him.
0: Adam, that he may be a little picky around the college landscape because of that $40 million. More from Adam It's coming. We'll also bring you the Tepper sound if we get it in time. And another reminder, too, they've also fired Phil Snow, the defensive coordinator, other members of the staff as well. So Major League Cleaning House, we'll get back to you in Kansas City. Adam, Dan, the Panthers, 11-27 and 27 under head coach Matt Rule. Why make this change now? Just, uh, what are we, October 10th? The season
3: yeah the the play on the field started to really drop i mean i thought this team was a playoff contending football team mainly on the backs of their defense i I think my big takeaway is number one cautionary tale that the college coaches that come to the league you can't do it the same way it Mm. it, it absolutely is a different world and rex ryan says it all the time it's it's a men's league and you can't just think you can copy and paste what you did number two who you bring with you matters just as much as how good you are. And I'll go back to a specific coach, Joe Brady. He brought Joe Brady over, who was their offensive coordinator, the play caller from the 2019 LSU team that was incredible with Joe Burrow, brought him to the NFL, and then really moved on from him last year because he wanted to run the football more. Who you have with your staff is just as big a deal. And everyone's going to correlate the quarterbacks to this, as, and that's fair. I also think it's just the development of everybody as far as a young player, specifically your offensive skill talent. Think about this. CMC, since he's been there, has been hurt. I'm not saying that's the reason, but he has been. Is Robbie Anderson that much of a better player? No. Is DJ Moore that much of a better player? I think DJ's a very good player, but he hasn't gotten better developmentally. Terrace Marshall Jr., Tommy Tremble, Chuba Hubbard. The development of your young players is just as much important as who you pick in the draft.
0: All right, so we did tell you there, as Adam mentioned, that Tepper is speaking right now. We have some of that, and we'll start here, why he made the change at head coach.
4: Listen, as I said, there's numerous reasons uh, why you, you know, make a decision. Um, there might have been a little bit of loss of intensity on the field yesterday. I would say that's uh, probably evident versus the first four games. Um, you know, uh, listen, I have great respect for the fans and I do hear the fans. But ultimately, those, that can't be a reason why you make a change like this. But again, there's numerous reasons why you make a change like this.
5: You know, it's interesting what he said. It's about trajectory as well. Like, what are you selling to people about the future of your franchise? And one of the things, one of the main things that get gets coaches a lot is when their programs become stagnant. We talk about this in college. We talk about it in the pros. Are you going to settle for winning nine, eight, nine games a year, or are you trying to turn the page and really become a contender? And I'll tell you this about Panthers fans. Like, I lived in Charlotte. For three years, them people crazy about the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. Yes, yes. They show up at a very high level. They, they are out. very supportive of that team. And look, Temper is trying to put a product on the field that everybody can be proud of. Cause let's all remember, this team is not far removed from a tremendous amount of success. Mm-hmm. The Thomas Davises, the Luke Keekleys of the world, the Cam Newtons of the world. Like all this, this franchise has some history there of a lot of success yeah. and a lot of really great players. So I think to your point, Dan like the development, but also who are you excited to come to the stadium and see outside of Christian McCaffrey? I'm sure all of that went into this decision.
6: Yeah. I mean, look, Matt Roll wasn't dealt the best hand when it comes to the quarterback position been a revolving door of passers, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Cam Newton at one point now, Baker Mayfield. But while it hasn't been the strongest hand, all of those quarterbacks have actually played better in other spots than they did in Carolina. And I think when you're evaluating your head coach, you're looking both at trajectory, as Marcus said, and then the question of are you elevating your talent or is the talent playing below where we've seen them play at other stops? Um, you know, moving forward, this is a young, talented team. They will have a high draft pick, maybe more if they make some trades. And uh, more likely than not, they're going to pick a young quarterback. I think they have to ask, do we have a head coach in mind? who we can build around with that young quarterback? And also, do we trust our GM, who's largely presided over some of the decisions made at the quarterback position lately to make that decision moving forward?
0: Yeah, a reminder that they did draft Matt Corral in this past draft, but of course he's been injured, I so right. not yeah. available. Another thing that's interesting, too, however you look at Baker Mayfield, he's now going to be on his sixth head coach in five seasons in the NFL Time now for top stories brought to you by Golden Corral. Let's get back to Adam Schefter here. More news from the Panthers. I just mentioned him. This time about Baker Mayfield. What's the latest there, Adam?
2: Well, Laura, he's got a sprained ankle that's going to sideline him, I'm told, at least a couple of weeks, which means that P.J. Walker is in line to start Steve Wilk's first game as the Carolina Panthers interim head coach. You saw Mayfield go down here yesterday. He was wearing a protective boot after the game. Went through tests today, and doctors determined he's out at least a couple of weeks, though he's getting second opinions on what those doctors already told him today. As for the Cowboys and their quarterback, Dak Prescott, he's going to continue to test that thumb this week. He had the surgery four weeks ago, and he's still hopeful he can come back this week at Philadelphia, probably unlikely. The more logical plan would be to have him return the following week at home against the Detroit Lions, which would put Cooper Rush in line to start again Sunday night. And the Miami Dolphins, after losing Tua Tagovailoa to a concussion, lost Teddy Bridgewater to a concussion, so their top two quarterbacks were in protocol. Teddy did check out yesterday. We'll see whether or not he can go right now. Tua is still being evaluated. He's coming along. It still sounds like it's unlikely he'll be ready to go this week. And we should also mention, Laura, that Deshaun Watson was back in the Browns building today, going through meetings today. was the first day he was eligible to be back. He's not eligible to start practicing with the team until the middle of November. But for now, he is back in the building.
0: Adam, also a couple more season-ending injuries, unfortunate to see, starting with Rashad Penny.
2: Rashad Penny, the Seahawks running back, is going to have surgery tomorrow on a broken leg. He is done for the season. The latest blow to a running back who's had a lot of injuries and overcome an awful lot to be in the position that he was. And the 49ers starting cornerback Emmanuel Mosley did, in fact, tear his ACL, which tests confirmed today. So the 49ers lose a key figure in their secondary who is playing perhaps the best football of his career.
0: So unfortunate to see. Thanks for those updates, Adam. More from you coming throughout this show, and we do have a packed Monday for you on NFL Live. Up first, tonight's AFC West rivalry at Arrowhead. Lisa Salters with a live report on the Raiders and Chiefs coming your way. Don't miss it. Also, there are some things that are certain in life. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson will always be electric with the game on the line. Justin Tucker can and will deliver. We talk Bengals, Ravens, Nets. NFL Live is brought to you by Hulu. Watch the season finale of Hulu's original series, Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. Do you see the pumpkin man? The pumpkin
1: man, the pumpkin pumpkin man. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
0: Our Week 5 Monday Night Football matchup is an AFC West rivalry game between the Raiders and the Chiefs. This one at 8 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and the ESPN app. Our coverage begins with Monday night countdown at 6. Let's welcome in Lisa Salters, who's on the sideline as always for tonight's game. And Lisa, the Chiefs have won 13 of the last 15 games against the Raiders. New coach Josh McDaniels for the Raiders now gets his first chance to reverse that trend. What does he see as the key for his offense to keep pace with Mahomes and get a road win tonight?
7: Yeah, Laura, well, when these two division rivals faced each other last season, it certainly wasn't much of a rivalry. The Chiefs beat the Raiders 41-14 last November, and then 48-9 a month later in this stadium. That's a dominant 89-23 total for KC. So the Raiders know they're going to have to put up some points tonight at Arrowhead. Head coach Josh McDaniels said red zone efficiency, that's the point of emphasis this week, that when they get down there, they've got to score touchdowns, not field goals. Kansas City is averaging four touchdowns a game that was second in the league behind Detroit to start week five with Patrick Mahomes also tied for a league high eleven touchdown passes and perhaps none was as entertaining to watch as the one last week against the Buccaneers a scramble with a 360 degree spin and then a crazy push pass to Clyde Edwards helaire in the end zone I asked Patrick this week about his unconventional throws and he said he actually practices some of them the no look throws the odd arm angles He works on those during practice, but the one last week, well, that was all done on the fly, he said, just the last resort to get the ball to Clyde.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not even sure how you would try and practice that one, but uh, really interesting (laughs) stuff there, Lisa. We will see you tonight on the game, and let's get now to another top team in the AFC, the Ravens hosting the Bengals last night. On Sunday night football, early second quarter, Ravens up 3-0, third and seven, Ravens in the red zone, empty backfield, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews stolen in. I mean, blown coverage, not a backside On. corner played
3: man and followed him, everybody else played zone. Mm-hmm. Joe
0: Burrow getting his tight end involved, so over the middle there for Hayden Hurst, they, who, of course, originally started. With how about
3: Hurst. the effort, though? I, I, Hayden Hurst in the midst of a loss was really impressive for Cincinnati last night.
0: Let's go to the fourth quarter, Bengals trailing 16-10 to 10 at the half-yard line and Burrow. Keeping it, he he just forces his way in there. <laughs>
3: good job understanding that they were really condensed in the middle, so he went off guard. Really good job finding the quarterback sneak lane.
0: So Ravens get the ball back, and Justin Tucker comes out. To just try to just tucked I think it inside he the upright. Tried to win it. Um, he was going to win it. It's just always. A known commodity there. The Ravens win it 19-17. to And Lamar Jackson led the Ravens in rushing yards for the fourth straight game as he continues to do it all for Baltimore. Jackson ranks in the top ten of the NFL in both passing touchdowns and rushing yards this season. He's the first player to rank top ten in both of those categories through the first five weeks of the season. since I remember
5: watching old Tobin rope play.
0: (laughs) Oh, you were going, you were doing things in 1959?
3: Yeah. Shut up. You <laughs> look great
0: for your age then. The Marcus, the, <laughs> <She> Ravens, <lying? laughs> the Ravens offense really powered through on yeah. that final drive to seal the victory. What'd you see?
5: Yeah, it was phenomenal. First of all, Lamar took over, right? And, and his legs was a big part of them getting, obviously, in the field goal range. And this is something we talked about last week with the Ravens in the fourth quarter. And it came to fruition again. They that had to make goal. a drive they had to get downfield and get Justin Tur- get in Justin Tucker's range didn't need a touchdown but when you look at Greg Roman and you think about this offense it's going to go as eight goals and i sure. think at times last week me and Dan we we went back and forth about like I, see, I i saw the receiver open on the fourth down play call right in the end zone the yeah, way yeah, he threw yeah. a You're touchdown yeah against buffalo yeah against buffalo i saw the receiver open huh. it's a good diagram it's a good play you but want, it's not using Labar, legs. Yeah. right? And that's what we saw in the fourth quarter. And that's, I mean, honestly, like if, if you look at the Ravens down the stretch, right? And we've talked about this team going into the playoffs or when they were fighting for a playoff spot. I go back to Cleveland when he had to go use the potty, and then he came back. You have to <laughs> he go said
0: it wasn't that. It, it was
5: that. You okay. have to go through this guy, man. You cannot, you cannot think that you're going to trick somebody. In the making, Lamar Jackson a pocket passer in critical moments. You gotta put him in those situations. We saw him and open everything else up. I thought it was phenomenal, especially with their fourth quarter woes up until this point in the season.
3: You're a tough guy to like make happy. Isha, your wife got to be so like fed up. Well, with she's trying to a unicorn. So. No, nah, she's trying to. You're constantly yeah. never dope. happy enough. I am. <laughs> I, I think I'm this happy. offense got two people back recently, specifically last night as well. That changes it. Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle, Mm -hmm. and this offense run game-wise is different with J.K. Dobbins on the field. When J.K. Dobbins is on the field with Lamar Jackson, they average six and a half yards per carry when they run the football. And The the feel that they have together in their run game, the pace, the reps that they have, the burst, the power, and the way that their run game is tied together, he just – makes this run game that Nina I know, talked about at the beginning of the season wasn't there. He just makes it significantly better, the balance that he has. I thought the play call by Greg Roman on that first and five with like a minute to go in the game. Oh, the counter. To, and when it was the quarterback power read was oh, yeah, one of yeah. the best calls of the weekend. But if J.K. Dobbins can stay healthy, along with Ronnie Stanley, then this offense, certainly run game-wise, looks a lot more like the one that we – believe can make them AFC playoff contenders. You
0: know, we talked about this so much last season and at times this season, but it is a reminder of how injured the Ravens were last year. Them, we had. Right, he's finally healthy. Mina, let's flip it to the Ravens' defense. They were the worst yeah. passing
6: defense entering the game, but do you think they turned it around a little bit? This felt like a step in the right direction to me. Um, their new defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, came in with a very specific game plan, primarily those split safety, cover yep. two quarters, cover six looks, keep everything in front of them, rally to the football and tackle, and then don't blitz a lot. They showed pressure, but then they dropped out constantly, only blitz Joe Burrow on 10% of dropbacks, and, well, it worked. Per, only completed one pass over 15 yards the entire game. Only attempted four of them. Now, Mm. some of that is on Cincinnati, which is the flip side of this. But I thought as far as coming in with a game plan, executing it, and also showing what Mike McDonald wants the identity of this defense to be, which is, of course, very different from that man-heavy, blitz-centric Wink-Martindale defense, this felt really good. Now, losing Marcus Williams is going to hurt. He wasn't playing Mm. in the entire Mm. second half. That's their star-free safety. But at least this shows you, okay, the rest of the defense can play well, execute, no busted coverages without
5: it. Can can I piggyback on something Mina just said? Mina, it's such a great point because sometimes, like from a defensive standpoint, when you're struggling, right, and and I've been in these situations where you're trying to find answers. That's the worst place to be as a defense during the year. You go back to the basics. You go back to playing simple coverages, and, and you like let your play. Yes, you let the talent of your player shine through more so than you trying to scheme things up and become this overall vaunted defense. And I like to Mina's point. That's why she's so damn good at what she does. Is because literally everybody watching that game, if you've paid attention to the Ravens defense, it was so calm and relaxed yeah. throughout the throughout the majority of that game. Guys dropping into their spots, keeping keeping their eyes on like Joe Burks. It was phenomenal. I like man.
3: their disguise. I thought. They they did a really good job of spinning yeah. coverage at yeah. the snap. I just want to touch on Cincinnati real quickly. I had a really good talk with Zach Taylor this morning. We've talked about this on our show. You can't r- throw teams out of too high shell. You, you just—I know we think we can. You can't. And I, as much as I love him and Brian Kelly and their play caller and dude, you, you guys live in the gun. You live there, and you just think you can throw teams out of shell. And right now, you can't. And we talked about it on the show. You have to go under more. You have to be willing to commit to run the football, to create some of those chunks that Mina talked about them unable to do last night. It has to happen.
0: Yeah, we will uh, get into the Bengals and potentially what it could look like if they would go under center more later on the show. Also, Marcus Williams want to update. He is going to IR with a dislocated oh. wrist, mm. so unfortunate to see. Mm. The Bengals also missed T. Higgins last night. He was out. He only yeah. played 16% That's of the fair. snaps. That's the a Hey, yeah, still to come on NFL Live, more on our top story. After losing to the Niners and dropping to 1-4, and four, the Panthers have fired their head coach, Matt Rule. What's next? We'll discuss potential trade options and changes in Carolina.
3: North Carolina, Come on a razor. Legal and administrative and customer support at Robert Half. We know talent. Visit RobertHalf.com today.
0: Catch the Monday night countdown tonight as they get you set for Raiders Chiefs with a two hour pregame show, and that starts at 6 Eastern on ESPN and the app. Dan's going to do the soundtrack for the night. Dun dun. Hit it. Dun dun dun. Oh no. On that crew oh, is Adam Schefter. And Adam, what can you tell us about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs as they host their division rivals? The Chiefs look like he's been in the weight room. Ooh, who's You've been sad. in the weight room? <laughs> Pull up on him. Have you, though? Swaggo,
2: you know, you're just trying to keep up and try to stay in shape. But man, still you can bust, you it Anyway, anyway it, as for sir. tonight's right, game, go
5: ahead, go ahead man. My bad. Yeah, Juju Smith hey, Schuster,
2: who's listed as questionable, should be back in the lineup on the field for Patrick Mahomes, who now will have another weapon tonight against the Las Vegas Raiders, and he has been lethal against AFC West teams. If we look at his record over time, Mahomes is 22-3 and against the AFC West, which is the best divisional record that any quarterback has ever had against the Raiders in the eight starts he's made. He's averaging 37.4 points per game, so Patrick Mahomes has been dangerous, and in weather like this, he should be ready to have another big night.
0: I think it's yoga for Adam maybe
3: is it yoga shifty are you doing Bikram yoga <laughs> so
0: annoyed with all right no. anyway I'm what? having a hard time hearing it's okay don't worry about it we're just saying you look well great. you look good you look let's like a back, superhero let's get back to today's top story the Carolina Panthers making some changes it's, it's and making superhero. waves today what's next for them Adam
2: Well, next is that they've hired their interim head coach in Steve Wilkes, who the Panthers owner, David Tepper, said is a leader of men, and he will have the opportunity to lead this team with a new coaching staff. they fired their defensive coordinator, Phil Snow. They've changed their special teams coach. They've made a number of changes already, and it looks like they'll have another new quarterback on Sunday with Baker Mayfield expected not to be able to play due to his ankle injury, which would put P.J. Walker in line to start. So Steve Wilkes will be leading a team that is likely to start P.J. Walker at quarterback with a new defensive coordinator and Al Holcomb. So there are all sorts of changes for a team that lost badly to San Francisco and didn't play particularly well under Matt Rule, who was let go today 38 games in to his coaching tenure with the Carolina Panthers.
0: Yeah, it's kind of ironic that P.J. Walker is Matt Rule's guy all the way back to the Temple days. All right, thanks so much to Adam for joining us here. And he mentioned there Adam did the culture of this Carolina team. Here's more from owner David Tepper just moments ago.
4: We have to figure out um, how to get a culture of winning here, okay, which we haven't had in a long time in this place. And as I said at some point, we never have won. This town, this team has never had two winning seasons. So I don't really think it ever had a real culture of winning So how do you develop that culture of winning? There are a lot of good areas of strength on this roster right now. And I think that uh, they're better than they were a few years ago. But we have to put it together and we have to, hate to repeat myself again, have to get over the hump. and have to figure out how to learn how to win all the time.
0: So let's get into the Panthers' future a little bit here. Really interesting from David Tepper. He's been very honest in this press conference today. Mina, you've got to imagine the Panthers will start making some changes for their future. Where do you think they look first?
6: Well, um, as far as looking at their own roster, um, it's a tricky spot, Laura, because this is not a bad football team. In fact, I would argue that they have a good defense. Uh, And I was a little bit surprised in some ways to see defensive coordinator Phil Snow go because I think he's done a really good job there. agree. But – They are also very, very, very needing of draft picks. And I think Mm. that's why you might start to look at some of the players on this team, the veterans, like your Christian McCaffrey's, your DJ Moore's. Um, You know, I've heard talk of Brian Burns. I don't really see that one because he's a kind of young player I think they'll want to keep and build around. And you look across the NFL and say, all right, we're not winning this year. We know that. Do you take calls for a Christian McCaffrey? There are teams across the league that could use him, but there are teams that need him but might not, might not have the draft picks like the Rams or the Broncos. So I think it has to be at the right price, but it is something that the Panthers should consider.
3: Yeah, Real quick, I just wanted to touch on something that David Tepper yeah. said because it was interesting. He said his goal is to develop a winning kind of culture – For a long time, it's just interesting to figure out what he deems as what it takes to win in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you look at the organizations, right? Like, so that leads me to believe that he's not going to go after someone just schematics based. And hey, we're going to get a young quarterback and he's put them together. For a leader. Yeah, yeah. It, but but does he believe that the Buffalo Bills, because they got Josh Allen, all of a sudden became like the winning program? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Chicken an egg a little bit. Um, I agree with Mina that the, some of those young or those veteran players are, are trade. I, I'll, I'll throw this out there because I took some notes for this. DJ Moore, if I was Green Bay, I'd call Carolina. Ooh. If I was Dallas, I'd call Carolina. And if I was Tennessee, I would call Carolina because they just put Traylon Burks on, on IR. Uh, For yeah. Christian McCaffrey, it's more of a luxury than a necessity. Like if, if you're Seattle, how good do you think you are? You know, do you, do, with Rashad with Penny, Penny, right? And yep. Kenneth Walker, their rookie, what, what do they believe in him? I will throw a little bit of a flyer out there. Denver. Does Denver believe that they can get it turned around because the loss of Javante Williams? And, you know, that I think those are the two teams that if I were – you know, if I believe in my team more than maybe the public perception does right now, yeah. maybe they call for McCaffrey.
0: McCaffrey's under contract for two more seasons, by the way. Go ahead. I
5: think, look, when you focus on, like, to your point, Dan, the moves, transaction, we know if you're in a rebuild, you are going to not only take trade calls, but you're positioning yourself as well. And I was looking at just some of the names on this roster, and the one thing I always related to Carolina is, and, and you think about this team for a long, extended period of time, They've always had a nucleus of guys, yeah. right? like these young are young talent. Yeah, these are the programs. So guys like J.C. Horn, Derrick Brown, Brian Burns, those are the rebuild guys. Jeremy Chin. Like, yeah, Jeremy Chin. They stay in the building, right? Because not only are they playing at a very high level, they're young, right? You still don't have them for a lot of money yeah. at the moment. Burns, obviously. But when you look at when, when, – listening to Temper Talk, and you want to establish a winning culture, you got to establish the guys that are going to facilitate that day in and day yeah, out throughout right. your locker room. And some of the – like who you keep is just as important as who you trade yeah. when it comes to everybody that's being implemented into that locker
3: room. Last name off the route for DJ Moore? Dallas Cowboys. Dallas, Not
0: a bad idea. Yes, indeed. Well, it's interesting because a lot of these cornerstone-type players, we're talking about them keeping, are defensive players. They're 10th in defensive efficiency this year. They're last in offensive efficiency. That's where the reload really needs to happen. Time for some quick reads on what caught our attention Sunday. Mina, what stood out
6: to you? Ooh, how about that Jets defensive front? This is Robert Sala's vision when building this team. They didn't have Carl Lawson last year because he was hurt. He showed up in a big way on Sunday. I was writing his name down. John Franklin Myers up front. Quinn and Williams, they barely had to blitz, but it didn't matter. They were getting so much pressure with four. This, to me, is something that the Jets can build Mm -hmm. on going forward. This defense is for real.
3: Gabe Davis for the Buffalo Bills has emerged as one of the best number two wide receivers in all of the NFL. Check this out. In his last six games this year and dating back to last year, he has eight touchdowns. The average length of those touchdowns 43 yards what yeah he is coached <laughs> by one of the best wide receiver coaches in all of the nfl and chad hall who has developed him the thing that he does for this offense he can go vertical and they al- allows step on to do whatever he wants he has become a massive part of their offense yeah he is a
5: true problem listen y'all we all saw the call we've heard people talk about it i, I my issue with the greater Jarrett situation is what do you do This is what the NFL has to answer for guys like myself that's asking, in this particular situation, what does Grady Jerry do? I've been in these situations. You are trying to grab around the waist. In our mind, this is the right way yeah. to take a quarterback down to the ground. Yeah. So ultimately, you've taken away hitting them high. You've taken away hitting them low. You tell us to aim for the center mass of the body. We grab, we turn because our momentum is taking us there, and it's still a mm. penalty. I listen. We can we can have visceral reactions to this call, right? Like every I, I think majority of the people I've listened to have said that this was a bad call. Yeah. But ultimately, what I think the I, I think the crux of it is, and the foundation of it is I am playing football, and this is the way that you've told me to tackle quarterbacks. Yeah. Mm. Every time something happens that looks a certain way, we get a rough in the passer penalty. Because it's up to that particular crew or that particular guy discretion. We are in no man's land as defensive linemen when we are going to sack a quarterback. Yeah,
0: you know, uh, Tom Brady was asked about it and he said, "Well, I don't make the calls." I think one of the big key things about this too, it would have been alarming no matter what, but just the game situation, I mean, and what it's... it did to extend the final drive there for the Bucks that really kind of oh, hurts sure. you. All right, coming up next on NFL Live, the Giants stun the pack in London with their head coach literally drawing up plays on the sideline for Saquon Barkley to play quarterback. Here why someone says Brian Dable is coach of the year.
1: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Fighting Spirit Moment is brought to you by Modelo. And this week, the Giants had the Fighting Spirit in London versus the Packers. That's where we take you now. As we go to London, uh, we're actually going to pick this one up in the fourth quarter. score was tied at 20 each at this point. Second and 10 in Saquon Barkley is in there he's gonna he was asked, actually down in the third quarter Why the would parent, you cover him? shoulder injury mm-hmm. Daniel Jones to Barkley, Watch his
3: move. 41 yards ah! goodness. the shallow cross dropped coverage and then RC called it a dead femur this morning and they put him in the wildcat <laughs> saw that a little bit more yesterday for the first and goal touchdown run
0: Giants stick their first lead of the game a 27 right 20 it matters there. later in the fourth quarter less than two minutes to go Packers in the red zone third down Aaron Rodgers batted by Kayvon Thibodeau, nearly intercepted by the rookie there at Packers with one more shot. Next play, fourth down. Mm-hmm. Story and this of game. time, mm-hmm.
3: get, get batted down again. Story of the game, no plan for pressure get really out of the up. Giants defense for the Packers offense.
0: Packers unable to convert, still down seven. Seven seconds left, one last chance for Rodgers. i seen this before. He's moving it around, but mm, not going to be able to do it this time. Strip sacked as the clock runs down. The Giants win 27-22. to That guy you just saw hugging there, Brian Dable, he's the story of the game potentially. Rodgers and the Packers scored 20 points in the first half and they did it through the short passing game as Rodgers average pass attempt in the first half traveled fewer than four yards downfield but in the second half they completely got away from that as Rodgers averaged over 12 air yards per attempt he completed less than half of his pass attempts in the second half and the Packers offense was shut out. Marcus uh, Rodgers could not finish out that game and it- you know, when you think about it, um, you've talked about that a lot. Get your
3: face for it,
0: man. <laughs> it happened In last season, face. too. Why did it happen yesterday?
5: Because he's not on the same page with these receivers. Yeah. And I know it's something that we talked about this offseason. It's something that we talked about, um, obviously, during this year. And when you have to have it moments. This is the same thing I said about Mahomes missing Tyreek. These guys are too good at playing the position to not play well. It's these critical moments which Green Bay is going to find themselves in if they're playing for anything worth note, right? And you look at the end of this game. It was receivers with no separation. And guess what used to happen when you didn't have separation? Devontae Adams would be out there and you would throw a back shoulder and you would catch it. Well, he threw one to Allen Lazard and it didn't work out. Trying to get the ball off quick passing game. Listen, this is no mistake about batted balls, okay? When I've seen you have a quick release all game long, and I know what type of offense you're trying to run. And also, I'm oh, yeah, not you afraid. Us, you
3: texted us in, 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 during the game yet?
5: Yeah. yeah, I'm not afraid. Yeah. I can send zero pressure when Devontae Adams not on the field. You think the New York Giants would have sent zero pressure and left Devontae Adams man to man against somebody. So, this is what this is a part of that development, right? Somebody may develop as the season goes along. It might be Dobbs. It might be Watson. It may be Alan Lazar starting to step up and make those plays. But where you find yourself because of that not happening fast enough. Maybe too much for Green Bay to overcome.
0: Yeah, I mean that still takes time, right? To yeah. Point. Mina, we keep showing the video of the batted balls and you talk about just the defensive effort from the Giants overall. A lot of this win should be attributed to them, no matter how you look at yeah. the Packers, right?
6: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting coming on the heels of the Matt Roll discussion because we were talking about okay, what makes a good head coach? What can we attribute to them? Decision making, obviously, play calling, but to me, perhaps the most important thing is. Does the coach have their players playing above or below their perceived talent level? And it's undeniable that Brian Dable and his staff are getting the most out of their roster, which, by the way, I thought was in sharp relief compared to a Green Bay team that should be more talented than than them at most positions like packers fans you can complain about your lack of wide receivers the leading wide receivers for the giants were darius slayton fifth round draft pick who had fallen out of flavor favor pardon me saquon barkley um a guy they had elevated from the practice squad marcus johnson they're making the wildcat work in 2022 daniel jones (laughs) is playing within himself defensively that packers defense is so talented and they aren't playing like it whereas The Giants' defense was missing, like, half the team. I mean, they didn't have Aziz Arlari. They didn't have Leonard Williams. The secondary was hurt. And it didn't matter because they were playing so hard. That is coaching. And that is a big part of the reason why a lot of people, myself included, have Brian Dable as coach of the year right now.
3: He's the runaway coach of the year. And and Mina hits a good point of, like, getting guys to play better maybe than they actually are. So Daniel Jones, Mike Kafka, their play caller, Brian Dable, have taken his fundamental great flaw – Panicking with the football, and when he has it in his hands, when bodies are around him, and turning the football over. They've done it by committing to keeping him clean and protection. This play is the perfect example of it. Okay, first of all, ball is going to be on the right hash. You guys know me. When the ball is on the right hash, I love coaches who take advantage of some space. That is exactly what they're going to do. They now have basically from the right hash over to go attack it. The pass concept is going to be a very basic one. You are going to get outside zone run fake, and then Daniel Jones is going to boot and set up perfectly. This receiver down at the bottom of the screen, when you push vertical, I want you to take these two defenders with you. Now I get to go attack that space, right? As that ball fake goes, this guy's going to carry vertical. And here comes Slayton that Mina just kind of mentioned on that deep cross, and the back is a check down. For Daniel Jones, it's easy. One to two to three, simple. But the greatest part of this is this, when he gets to the top of his drop, guys, look at this daggone pocket now. This is why this young man's not panicking with the ball anymore. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in protection. The back could be eighth if he's needed. Daniel Jones is not in the situation where he potentially has to panic with the football. They've committed to keeping him clean. And then his greatest strength, his accuracy is more on display. Check this out. The Giants have called 302 pass plays this year. A hundred of them are just traditional catch-a-snap, drop-back football. That means over 200 of them are play-action, screen, RPO, Uh boot. They've taken his flaw of having to think quicker than he's capable of under chaos, and they never put him in chaos.
5: Yeah. It's brilliant. And, and you know the other thing, too? Giving him space to use his athleticism. I know he's dealing with an ankle That down. happens yeah.
3: so often but when they commit to that protection. Because he goes, oh, one, two, three, not there. and he takes off and yep. runs. He yep. went
0: 9 of 10 for 99 yards off play action on uh-huh. Sunday. He has now completed 78% of his play action passes this season. That's the second highest well, in the NFL. Well, stay in
5: shotgun. There you
0: go. Uh, guys, new on <laughs> NFL Live from Ben Standing of The Athletic. Ron Rivera on why other NFC East teams have jumped past Washington. Just, quote, Quarterback Dan, uh, not nice for your guy Wentz there. Oh, he's not your guy anymore.
3: Oh no. (laughs) Hey, you talking? Is that the legit quote? I mean, because if he did, I mean, if he did, that's completely thrown your quarterback on your bus. Yeah,
6: I saw the context. He was trying to say they've had more continuity, but of course that's not really the case with Mm. Dallas. I'll say this. Y'all got the worst defense in the division, and that is Ron Rivera's specialty. So. Oh, good point,
0: Mina. All right. We'll Mina, right my back. girl! Let's go, Mina. You have That's Dan's not a back. Wentz defense, I knew you were Dan. a Wentz That's fans. not a Wentz defense. <laughs> Each week, the NFL and our Monday Night Football home team choose to spotlight high school coaches. This week, the Kansas City Chiefs have selected two coaches, Andy Learman from Liberty North High in Missouri and Drew Harding from Lewisburg High in Kansas. Coach Learman has North Liberty Eagles sitting at 6-0 and currently ranked number one in Class 6 in the state of Missouri while Coach Harding, in his first year as head coach of the Lewisburg Wildcats, led his team to a big win over undefeated Eudora and sit atop the Frontier League standings. Congratulations to both of them. Almost time for the best segment on TV. Marcus, what you got? How many people y'all
5: know that can't (laughs) wait till Monday? Well, that's me, because BMB is on Monday, and I promise the big fella showed out this past weekend in the NFL. I got play after play after play. This is just a small sample size. It, unbelievable that this didn't even make BMB, and it's the Cowboys, so y'all know it's good. Get out of it's here. It's good, 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 and it's coming soon, because the big fella here on Monday. I can't wait till Mondays. I know y'all can't either. <laughs>
1: go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash network
5: it's big man bowling time and y'all know how we turn up on this segment finna give you all i got let me introduce y'all to the big fellas that made plays on sunday let's go Somebody better block him. All you doing He's this here? Where did he come from? Morgan Spear Jr. with the R.I.P. club. Go get the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> go. Let's go. It's big man, be balling. Hey, yo, listen, man. Listen, I be playing video games with my son sometimes, and in some of these games, you unlock a new ability. So I'm going to show y'all what the BMB did this week. We're going to start off with my man, Doris Armstrong. Yo, we unlocked a new ability. We blocking putts now. Are you kidding me? Doris Armstrong coming up the middle of the field. Now, they used to call this punt safe. They used to put dudes like me in the middle of it. But then Quinn said, no, we're going to make plays with our defenders all game long. Look at the layout. Look at the... Kate, Captain him! Armstrong comes through and blocks the punt. Y'all know it's some extra special juice on this because it's the Dallas Cowboys oh. and I'm trying to contain myself from how this season going, but it's a beautiful thing. Next, y'all, y'all got to see this spin move. These are the type of things in the meeting on Monday we go crazy about. Look at my man Tryon. Y'all, look at this spin move. Look at the athleticism. Matthews don't even know he playing football no more. Marcus Mariota like, what the hell happened? I thought it was only four of them. No, it was three, Marcus Mariota. It just looked like 17 of them because your offensive tackle got lost in the sauce. And last but not least, Quentin Williams picks up a fumble, but that ain't the beautiful part, y'all. The beautiful part is this. Now, y'all ever seen a bear fight a rabbit? Because that's what it looked like. When Quentin Williams hits Tyreek Hill like this, Tyreek is trying to come. First of all, Tyreek, what are you doing? Get out of the way when BMB is rolling. Move! That is a bear hitting a rabbit in the woods, and ain't nobody there to save him. Quentin Williams went from beating up his coach to having a sack last year. He said beating his coach. And then this week he picked up a fumble, (laughs) and he knocked Tyreek Hill silly. That's what happens when you mess with BMBs. You gotta be very, very careful, thinking our athleticism is to be played with. Quentin, thank you for representing Doris Armstrong. (laughs) Block and punch. You unlocked a new ability, dog. And Tryon, I don't know where you got that spin move from, but shout out to Dwight Freeney, because he taught you something. That's right. That's the goat Ooh, right there. Let me get my lady. Ooh, that was good. It's back, too. It's you know, back. I hate
3: defensive get linemen. It's back for the switch.
0: No, you don't.
3: I do. It you back. love
0: this one, though.
3: I love him. What, I love you think because them. they're
0: so much more athletic than you? Hey,
3: did, did you see and those it, plays? they're a lot bigger? Standard is low. Got it. Did you see those plays? The Armstrong one. Where did he go to school? Like, but, like who is he? I got to find out. Let's get back Man, to Monday freak. Night
0: Football. The Chiefs and the Raiders with an AFC West showdown at giha field at arrowhead stadium we're getting closer and closer to kickoff about ah, three hours away from this one on monday night football right here on espn so dan mahomes has dominated the raiders thus far mahomes is seven and one against him in his career and the chiefs have averaged over 37 points per game in those contests hoping tonight's a little closer. Uh, what's the key to do this again?
3: <laughs> That's like a funny accent and stuff. Um, so I, would, I actually want to see if the Chiefs are willing to put Patrick under center a little bit more, mm-hmm. 12 personnel, and go some play-action pass. Candidly, if they do that, watch out. Because mm. they are as good when it comes to their drop-back game, their RPO game, all that stuff. But when they put their second tight end on the field, and allow this guy really to have the protection that I just kind of detailed a little bit with Daniel there Jones, you know. man. Yeah. My goodness, that's when I think their chunk plays will become more and more because they're as good as playing that horizontal football and him kicking it out. And That, that stuff is phenomenal. But I, I, I want to see tonight because I think they're starting to do it a little bit more. And if they it tonight, I'm, I, I'm really going to pay attention to that.
6: Yeah, I think those opportunities will be there. I mean, part of the reason Mahomes destroyed the Raiders last year is because they would sit in those cover three shells, which he absolutely annihilated. Don't expect that tonight. Do expect a fair amount of light boxes with the Chiefs have been, which the Chiefs have attacked. Clyde Edwards-Helaire has averaged 5.8 yards per carry running into light boxes. Yeah, but well, you know who else has averaged 5.8 yards per carry running into light boxes? Josh. Jacobs. It's yeah. almost the same thing on the other side of the ball. Can the Raiders commit to the run game and mm-hmm. get the Chiefs out of those looks so they can attack downfield, which is not something they've been able to do? I'll be curious to see which defense does a better job stopping the run and which offense can take advantage of those looks and get some explosive plays down the stretch.
5: Now, why she the goat? Cause she lead me right into my perts. My <laughs> perts. Listen, Listen. Defensively, like I know, both of these defenses are saying, guys, we will not have numbers at times in the box we have to get the runner on the ground. Right. Mm. Right? And and the the most impressive thing the Chiefs did, beyond the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense being good, was ran the ball 37 times because it was available to them. And then we saw Josh Jacobs, as Mina alluded to. This game, obviously, it's Mahomes and what he does through the air. But this game, a lot of it will tell us early. What team is committed right. to saying, we will run you out of this and not become impatient. Yeah. And the first team that does that, I think, has a distinct advantage from an offensive I standpoint. I thought she was
3: the go because she said cover six. Yeah,
0: yeah well, that's well, yeah. And Doran
3: Armstrong went to Kansas.
0: By yeah. the way, guys, um, ball, play we play are all picking the Chiefs tonight. Chiefs across the board. Oh, oh you can see the picks right there and our great costumes. Wow. Nina's ready to go. Can y'all not cool screenshot
3: hair. us if we're wrong, please? Marcus. Marcus.
0: Oh. Is, Marcus <laughs> is he Andy Reid? like a Waffle
3: House <laughs> minion? That's Marcus B. The enemy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, uh, we'll see who wins, but enjoy Damn, Monday look, Night Football.
7: Sick. We'll see you tomorrow. You look
5: sick, man.
7: <laughs> he is sick.
0: is sick. <laughs>